adventure and queer tales over kava and sips. I am Pratiba and I'm here with my co-host. Pilo G. What's up, Pilo? How you doing today? Doing great. What are you I'm ready. on? Um, I just had a, a little sip of tequila. <laughs> I need it. I think I need it every time I uh, we get ready to start the show. Why? What's going on? You know, just nerves. Yeah. Doing this. People listening. <laughs> Hearing all of your crazy stories, right? We're going to get into some of oh, those yeah. crazy stories. Today. Maybe that's what I'm nervous about is, uh, God, I'm getting put on blast. <laughs> Man, so much to talk about. There is. There really is so much to talk about. So, you know, I think in this episode, we were going to dive a little bit into like pop culture and representation and how just kind of pop culture, specifically, I think TV and shows have kind of influenced us. Absolutely. We've come a long way. We have. You know, trying to think of uh, how far back our first reality show and representation and, uh, you know, just thinking back. MTV, the real world, San Francisco. First gay man. Is that the first time you saw a gay man? In a real, yeah, in a reality show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Latino, um, obviously uh, gay. Yeah. Uh, living with AIDS, his story coming out, I think, uh, you know, I was totally intrigued. I think that's where we all got hooked, or at least for me, from a uh, reality show. And identifying, being able to really relate um, that coming out story, the acceptance, and, um, you know, him having to live with folks that uh, from different walks of life, right, that grew up very religious, uh, other parts of the country, like makes you realize you're, you're in a, such a small bubble. Yeah, for sure. I remember watching, I was, I, you know, I loved the real world. I, that was the first time I feel like we ever had any kind of like reality TV. So I remember the first season in New York. And then I don't know if there was a couple in between, but I remember when it came to San Francisco and how much excitement there was around it being in San Francisco. And then, you know, Pedro for me was the first time that I saw uh, a gay man, on TV, living in his authentic life and a queer relationship as well. That you know they had depicted a queer relationship on there too because Pedro had a partner on that show. And then just like the devastation of him dying, like I just remember that was really the first time that I really because we were young, you know, saw someone living with HIV, saw someone dying from AIDS, um, and that effect of like this is what was going on in the Castro and in San Francisco for such a long period of time. Right. And like, that wasn't something that I was aware of. Yeah. Yeah. All the stigma around it. I remember growing up and, you know, living, you know, with my grandmother who God rest her soul is longer here, but, uh, you know, she was not very, uh, queer friendly and, um, the things that I would hear negative connotations. So seeing that all unfold on TV and, um, you know, it it, uh, it did a lot for me, um, and um, you got to to really delve into what it what it was like to, to you know I guess from a from the MTV perspective, right, of what it was like to be a, a gay man and minority in a very busy city. Um, super interesting, um, but I think we didn't uh, after that. Like you know there. I, I don't recall if there was another show that really like caught my eye or, you know, caught our attention the way that the L word uh, did. And um, 
obviously I, I don't know if I necessarily, uh, you know, related to one character specifically, cause I think they all shared different parts of their story that, you know, over the years we've connected with, whether it was like bet the yeah. professional and where we are today. Right. Um, some of us are in tech. <laughs> I'm all those business suits. Actually, I don't wear suits, but, um, I'm more of like the, uh, you know, sweatshirt and jeans <laughs> professional these days. Yeah. Um, but the, the L word was really something that, uh, for me, I feel like it was the opportunity to kind of see, you know, women, lesbians, power, uh, you know, creative lesbians, uh, the playboy daddy lesbian, of course, yeah. Shane, which, yeah. um, you know, some people would throw out there that they could relate. They thought I was like a Shane and I'm like, oh, I'm not really a Shane. I'm like, I'm not that cool. I don't cut hair. And I definitely eat I a lot more stories. I mean, uh, okay, we're going to come, we're going to table that one and yeah. we're going to come down to that Shane stories. Yes. For PLOG. Later on. <laughs> Later on. But, uh, yeah, you know, words like the, uh, shows like the L word, um, I think, uh, really opened up the door for us. And then of course there was subsequent shows, um, the real L word, um, which I know we've seen some of those folks in and out dinosaur events and, um, uh, obviously started to see more representation. Um, then of course there was our friends, the queer eye for the straight <laughs> yeah. guy. Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cut a couple of episodes. Um, and then of course you see the depiction on like, you know, the main stations like, uh, Will and Grace and yeah, the modern family. And it's like, you know, funny stuff, but I feel like it didn't quite connect for me. And a lot of it, it was like culturally like, yeah, you had Sofia Vergara, but, um, they portrayed her as very like, yeah. you know, not very smart Latina, yeah. Which, yeah. which I thought was a bummer because, um, you know, parts of the show were really funny, but, um, I don't think it represented me like in that sense. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can't say that I really got into any of these shows um, all that much. I think the L word was definitely one that I got into, but only because like I was a later in life gay, you know, like I came out late, even though I knew I was queer and um, but I grew up in like a really conservative, like Indo-Fijian culture, Pacific Islander culture. Like I just was not going to Come it's like out. the military. Yeah, I just don't ask. Yes, exactly. Don't tell. Exactly. Actually, don't ever tell me. Don't. No. <laughs> no. And so for me, it was like you know, I I got into the L word because I remember I finally was coming out, and I uh, I think you know I was in my late twenties when I was coming out, yeah. and L word had already kind of run its course. And I remember a friend of mine was like, back in the day, it was like VHS. You know, it wasn't even D- DVD. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'm dating myself here. But I remember she was like, you know, you need to watch this and just connect and watch it. And we've all seen it. And I felt like I was such a step behind. But I remember watching the L word and feeling like I kind of caught up because I was able to like see what was going on without having to necessarily live that life. Not not saying that the L word was like real, real, but for me, it was like, oh, my God, like navigating friendships and navigating queer culture and everyone sleeping with each other and like all this stuff that I was just like, whoa, I was such a rookie at, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they just touched on subjects that we wanted to hear about, which was navigating relationships, the drama, the gay bars. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember feeling like, holy shit, like these gay bars exist. Yeah. That's kind of crazy um, to me. I was definitely team bet for sure. I loved bet. I still love bet. Fast forward all the way now to generation. Unpopular Q. opinion. 
I love that. I know. I don't know what it is. Um, but did you watch Generation Q? Did you watch like this? Spin-off? I did. And I feel like there's a couple of things I appreciate. I appreciate the representation, right? Like yeah. we finally had like an Asian on there. Yeah. Um, we definitely uh, acknowledge, you know, because obviously growing up, it was like you were part, you were lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer. And so now I think there's a broader spectrum and people identify there's in so many different ways. And I think that they covered as best they could currently, like how people identify um, just they captured more. Um, was I impressed with the storytelling? Eh, not so much, but uh, I think it was a step in the right direction. Um, curious to see what, what, you know, comes of this or, if they will change this, this, just the writing in general for the show. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I thought the writing was way different than the L word and it needed to be, it needed to make some reparations for the things that I had done specifically around like trans representation, right? Max's yeah, character. That's true. For sure. And then coming back in generation Q and it's almost like they're trying to absolve themselves of the way they writ- wrote Max's character and yeah. the original L word. Right. right. And like, oh, here he is, like happy and you know, partnered and children and doing so well. And yeah. Now, passing on you know his knowledge to Micah or whatever. But I definitely think there needs to be like more authentic, yeah, trans stories for sure and representation, Absolutely. and a better storyline rather than like this is an add-on to uh, for us to absolve this sin of the past or something. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I uh, I agree. We'll see. I'm excited to see what's next. But, um, you know, when we think about reality shows, yeah, uh, the big topic these last few weeks, and I hate to admit that I'm watching this because, <laughs> A, I hate, I, you know, I, I have a hard time committing to shows. And yeah. I'm ashamed <laughs> to admit <laughs> that I am watching the ultimatum show. What is it called? Yeah. Queer. Ultimatum Queer Love. Ultimatum queer love. And I know they have the straight people version. <laughs> straight people. Sorry. I love you. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, somebody was talking about it and I decided to tune in and immediately was like, what am I watching here? Like, this is interesting. And I'm like, God, was that me in my 20s? Was it this messy? I don't. I think it was this messy, yes. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I mean, like I said, I came out late in my late 20s, and I remember it being pretty pretty fucking messy. Yeah. Um, so I guess unlike you, like, I watch trashy TV. Like, that's my thing. Yeah. Like, I love all of the reality, stupidity, um, dating TV, you know, shows, just because, like, I, at that point in my time when I'm sitting down to watch TV, which I don't really watch TV, I want to do something that's, like, very brainless. So I was excited for the ultimatum. Yeah. <laughs> so were you hooked after episode one? Hell yeah, man. I was watching it. And I wa- I'm, I watched, like you said, I'm going to quote you now, the straight people version of the ultimatum. I watched that, too. I watched Love is Blind. I watched Too Hot to Handle. I watched oh, Jacks on the Beach. I watched all of them, okay? Because, like I said, yeah. like, it's just, like... I want to fantasize myself on a beach in some, like, tropical location living this life, right? <laughs> so I was really excited when there was, like, a queer-focused ultimatum. I didn't know how it was going to play out, but mm-hmm. 
yeah. you know. Okay. I admit it. I do watch occasionally The Bachelor. <laughs> and maybe The Bachelorette. But hey, there have been some queer stories yeah. that have come out of these shows. This is true. Um, so it's possible. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, Colton, you know. hello. Oh, yeah. The biggest queer story, I feel like. He just got married. Really? Yeah. He wasn't a very nice person, though, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I, didn't, that was I, the, I mean, I was kind of bored of him. That was like, <laughs> that was what I would read on the web. I don't know. He might be, an, he might be a nice guy. Totally. <laughs> I can't say I was totally invested in two. Yeah. Him, but. Yeah. But this, you know, this queer love ultimatum show, um, we've got, you know, Mildred and Tiff. And then you've got Yoli and Mal and Sam and Aussie, um, Xander and Vanessa, who seem to be the villain yeah. for the show. Um, <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. I will say. Um, very real stuff. I feel like some of those folks I can relate sometimes on the dating. And I think, obviously, dating in your 20s is so different than... It is in the 30s. Yes. Um, I think you, 20s, you date a lot for the optics, right? Things look, people, pretty things. Yeah. Pretty women. <laughs> 30s, it's like, okay, what's your credit score? <laughs> like, can you afford a nice dinner? And then 40 and some change is like, God damn it, we need to pay the mortgage. <laughs> like, do we at least make six figures to survive? Here in the Bay Area. Seriously, that's yeah. like, uh, wasn't there this survey that came out and it was like six figures, low six figures or something like that was the poverty line? I can't I can't even remember what it was. But I'm it was already poor. Something ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> According like, to that. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought I, I'm excited for the next few episodes to kind of come out and see mm-hmm. what happens, what these people decide. Yeah. Um, and just to recap, I think I've watched episodes one through, what is it? Six, seven, something like that. Yeah. 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 So now we're, we've already explored their characters. We've like loved to hate on some of those folks and, you know, for different reasons. Right. Um, and, but, but also understanding the different dynamics and the lack of communication and, um, things of that sort that we, I think, with time, you you learn, right? You got to go through so many like crappy relationships to to kind of figure it out. But um, kind of seeing that it's it's all uh, pretty raw. So we're at the stage where like they've you know they they give each other the ultimatum. They swap partners. They get to live with somebody completely different and see what it's like. If you know, are they gonna go home by themselves? Are they going to reconcile with their original partner or do they begin a new journey with somebody cool so you see the ups and downs maybe Uh, maybe i'm i'm just old i don't know like i'm just gonna say this of myself at this moment but i can't imagine taking my partner on a show like this like i just i can't imagine just sending them off Bye. Yeah, it's like if I'm truly about to marry this person, like, first of all, okay, I don't know the outcome. So, you know, there's no spoilers here. Um, I can't imagine any of these couples stay together, like the original couples. Like, I can't imagine that any of them have stayed together. Just knowing queer people in general. <laughs> you just and get then, bored. Yeah, and then you add the drama of this reality TV show that was filmed 
two years ago. Oh, was it? Yeah, I was filmed two years ago, right? So what has happened between now and then? Like, I just can't imagine that any of these original couples are still together, married, with kids. Some of them wanted kids, right? Like, so I can't imagine that. And then I can't imagine, like, if that's the person you want to marry and have kids with, that you took them on this show. And I, I say this for queer people. I say this for straight people. I say this for, like, I can't imagine going on a... TV show and having this whole thing. Yeah. You know, like for everyone to see. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not, it's not for everyone. Yeah. But that's uh, what I'm saying. It's complicated. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, being extremely vulnerable and, um, maybe the parse, the person that they're with, you know, like it drives them to the extremes and have to go do a show to get an answer, whether that means yes or no. So, I, hear I don't it. know. I'm curious to see what happens um, in the final episodes. Um, do I have a favorite? Um, I would say what felt genuine to me, like connection, was like Xander and Yoli. For sure. It just seemed genuine. Like, same page, like, younger, but felt like an older soul. I could be wrong. Well, I mean, they wanted the same thing, so that makes yeah. sense, right? Like, they both, like, wanted to get married tomorrow and have kids tomorrow. <laughs> U-Haul style. Yeah, they wanted it. And, you know, I think they had, I think Yoli had disclosed her age as well. And it's like, you, you know, from, like, the biological clock or whatever, however you want to, like, define yeah. that. Like, she did need to kind of move into action to mm-hmm. be able to, like, not saying that she couldn't have kids in her 40s, but it just gets harder, you know? So it just seemed like they were aligned when it came to, comes to that. I mean, I really liked Mal for sure. So I could still see like the Mal Yoli yeah. relationship That's working true. out. Like for me, like I personally had the favorite of Mal. Like I like Mal the best. Yeah. She's totally swaggy. Totally. And she's like my t- type of person that I would like hang out with. Right. Like, yeah, I could totally see like vibing off of her. Oh yeah. Way more than like Xander totally. or Yoli. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we will see. We will see. We'll have to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we know. When we know. Yeah. What other shows have kind of, I don't know. I can't, uh, God, I don't know. Like it's hard, right? Um, shows that have really caught like my attention. Uh, I don't know. You've seen representation of like, you know, gay queer characters. Um, yeah. Orange is the, what is it? New Black. Yeah, that show. <laughs> Clearly, I only watched some episodes. But, um, you know, characters here and there. Um, i trying to think of what are some other... God, this is terrible. No, I mean, I think that's the whole point is, like, we can't think of any, right? And yeah. that's the whole reason, like, we need more representation. Like, for me, um, there was a Disney movie that just came out, and there was a queer character in it. And it was, uh, I think it's called Strange World. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Um, it's a PG film. I recommend it. Okay. <laughs> Good. But it was really interesting because I remember watching the film and just being like, oh my gosh, there's a queer character. And so it's yeah. like about a father and a son and the son is gay mm-hmm. and he has a crush on a boy and they kind of, and it wasn't totally nonchalant. Like it wasn't this whole big thing. Like he had to come out to his dad or mm-hmm. nothing. It was just like. He's gay. He has this crush on a boy. The storyline continued. It was not the center of attention. And the dad was totally welcoming and accepting, just like it should be. There was no need to make any kind of, like, hoo-ha about it, like it typically is, right? And I thought, wow, 
if I was a kid watching this kind of movie, like how cool would that be? Like yeah. it's just normal. Yeah. It's just the same as anything else. Well, I kind of felt that about, that way about Buzz, you know, his movie, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Which I read that didn't really do well for Pixar, but. Really? But, you know, there was like same sex yes. couples portrayed. And uh, it made me feel good when I saw that. I was like, oh, you know, I I can't imagine watching that. And, and I say that, you know, co- that coming out because I feel like my coming out story was I was probably, you know, um, what, elementary school? Yeah. Maybe like first grade, kindergarten. I can't recall exactly. But knowing that I was different and literally my coming out was at that age, like having a crush on a, you know, fellow student. Um, she was cute, holding my hand. And I remember being excited and coming home and, like, my mom's cooking in the kitchen. And I tell her, like, hey, mom, um, there's this girl at school, and she's really nice, and she always wants to hold my hand. And no response. And then I'm like, does she not? So let me repeat this again. And I did, and I didn't get a, a response. But I think that was like my my first coming out. And it's funny because I, I lived with that for so many years, um, thinking that I had to come out to my mom. And she knew this whole time, right? Like, I don't think I had the conversation of like, this is my partner until I was like sometime, some point in my 30s. Like, she knew I had girlfriends, you know, but... They were always Las Amigas yeah. or her friend, right? Right. So um, I felt like having that conversation, and I think maybe I just needed it more for me to like have that conversation and have that acknowledgement that I didn't have at five years old or six years old um, was very important. So had I seen a movie like that, like right. it would have been very cool. I just, you know, it is what it is, but... Um, yeah, I'd say ultimately I've I've come out twice, once as a child and you know once as an adult. And um, the conversations, you know, they don't uh, they don't get easier over time. But I'm forcing it, right? Like this is what we need to do to create change. Is like have the conversations, whether they're scary um, and stuff, and you think you're going to hurt feelings. You got to do it because somebody's yeah. got to push it. Somebody's got to push the agenda. So. Definitely. And did she react differently, like, the second time you've come out to her? Um, You know, I felt like a thousand pounds were lifted off my shoulders when she finally acknowledged, like, oh, yeah, I knew this whole time, and, like, I love you. Like, yeah. I'm like, well, really? Like, I carried that for so long, and that's all you had to say. <laughs> but <clears throat> I learned that, right? I think we, as kids of minorities and you know my parents grew up in san francisco very progressive like my parents were immigrants yeah 16 my mom was like 16 17 years old when she came to san francisco and um so they grew up around progressives but uh it's so hard because it's hard because i think you know uh religion yes culture yes acceptance maybe she accepts you know our parents accept us but what's the extended family i think you know? Absolutely. So kind of interesting. But um, yeah, if I was looking to come out now with all these shows as like softening the blow, it feels like for me, like it would have been a lot different. So but I wouldn't change anything. Like I think yeah. it's really molded me into who I, who I am. And uh, 
you know, talking about these things, even with my colleagues at work. And um, it just, yeah, it's an experience that I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't change, I, you know, and, and hopefully it gets easier in time for, for folks. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I can definitely, I, I think, you know, my parents um, immigrated here to the Bay Area as well. And I think, I don't know how old they were, but I think they were definitely in their late 20s when they came to the Bay Area and San Francisco in particular. But I feel like, you know, that's the first gen experience is it's so insulated to still the immigrant experience. Like I very much so was raised within, even though we were around like progressive people, we were in San Francisco as a progressive climate. I was very much so in the Indo-Fijian culture, which is like more conservative. Like those are the people that we were around, family, the religion, like all of those things. And so I didn't see the progressive side until of San Francisco until I was an adult myself you yeah. know, coming out. So I could totally relate i guess in that sense yeah. you know yeah but um yeah i mean even for me like telling my parents it, it kind of reminds me of like another reality show it's the indian matchmaking have you been watching that <laughs> yes the checklist for the perfect indian mate is like 20 things yes and it all there's got to be a degree somewhere in there yeah. like tall i mean I mean, some of them are asking for people with hair on their head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the requirements are, you know, I guess we like what we like. Yeah. I mean, but that's literally like was my experience is my mom. I, I you know, it was like a Christmas or it was a holiday and she had just come back from like Fiji and Australia. They're all connected over there. And she was like, oh, I found this really great guy for you. And he's <laughs> wonderful. And like basically giving me the bio data, you know, like that sheet that Simanti has. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mom. That's it's like a resume. Not, yeah, basically. I was like, that's not the issue. The issue is not that I can't find a man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let me show you this catalog of women. Yes. <laughs> it's not the issue. It's not the issue. Yeah. You know, like, but up until that point, like literally everybody that I had kind of introduced her to, she really thought they were my roommates. <laughs> yeah. And you played sports, so. Hello, gay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> they should have known. And girl, she got a swing on her. <laughs> if you guys didn't know, P over here is a professional <laughs> golfer. Yeah. The side, the side gig. I mean, a, it's as gay as you can get, right? Like, pretty much. Pretty much. So, um, yeah. So, I can play golf. I had a professional... Um, baseball card collection that's what i did i literally went to bed and Gay. woke up yes <laughs> listening to the san francisco giants i'm a diehard sports fan yeah. right like and i would go to bed to kane br 68 every night i don't even know if it still exists and then i would like get up and listen to the stats and like have all the baseball cards and of course the niners yeah so so totally <laughs> so you were totally uh on the rainbow there yeah and for sure. uh, so wouldn't it be cool if this Indian matchmaker show had a queer person. I don't know if it'll ever happen. I mean, maybe, maybe I do it, maybe right? Like, maybe I'm the one, because, like, hey. Yeah, that's true. I know now. Yeah. I know now what to look at the biodata and the, you know, they can call me Pratibanti. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> oh, gosh. <sighs> well, we'll have to see how the next episodes unfold. Yes. 
Yes, we will. We'll come back. We'll do an update. We'll talk a little bit more about pop culture. Let us know what you think out there. Let us know um, if you all are watching any of these shows that we just mentioned or if you could relate or if you could absolutely not relate. We'll see. Maybe it's just us. Maybe we're just in our bubble. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we shall see. Yes. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Talk soon.